Chapter One of Book Three of Les Miserables, Volume Five, by Victor Hugo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Peary. Les Miserables, Volume Five, by Victor Hugo. Translated by Isabel Florence Hapgood. Book Three. Mud, but the soul. Chapter One: The Sewer and Its Surprises. It was in the sewers of Paris that Jean Valjean found himself. Still another resemblance between Paris and the sea, as in the ocean, the diver may disappear there. The transition was an unheard-of one. In the very heart of the city, Jean Valjean had escaped from the city, and in the twinkling of an eye, in the time required to lift the cover and to replace it he had passed from broad daylight to complete obscurity from midday to midnight from tumult to silence from the whirlwind of thunders to the stagnation of the tomb and by a vicissitude far more tremendous even than that of the rue Polonceau, from the most extreme peril to the most absolute obscurity an abrupt fall into a cavern a disappearance into the secret trap-door of paris to quit that street where death was on every side for that sort of sepulchre where there was life was a strange instant he remained for several seconds as though bewildered listening stupefied the waste trap of safety had suddenly yawned beneath him celestial goodness had in a manner captured him by treachery adorable ambuscades of providence only the wounded man did not stir and jean valjean did not know whether that which he was carrying in that grave was a living being or a dead corpse his first sensation was one of blindness all of a sudden he could see nothing it seemed to him too that in one instant he had become deaf he no longer heard anything the frantic storm of murder which had been let loose a few feet above his head did not reach him thanks to the thickness of the earth which separated him from it as we have said otherwise than faintly and indistinctly and like a rumbling in the depths he felt that the ground was solid under his feet that was all but that was enough he extended one arm and then the other touched the walls on both sides and perceived that the passage was narrow he slipped and thus perceived that the pavement was wet he cautiously put forward one foot fearing a hole a sink some gulf he discovered that the paving continued a gust of fetidness informed him of the place in which he stood after the lapse of a few minutes he was no longer blind a little light fell through the manhole through which he had descended and his eyes became accustomed to this cavern he began to distinguish something the passage in which he had burrowed no other word can better express the situation was walled in behind him it was one of those blind alleys which the special jargon terms branches in front of him there was another wall a wall like night the light of the air-hole died out ten or twelve paces from the point where jean valjean stood and barely cast a wan pallor on a few metres of the damp walls of the sewer 
beyond the opaqueness was massive to penetrate thither seemed horrible an entrance into it appeared like an engulfment a man could however plunge into that wall of fog and it was necessary so to do haste was even requisite it occurred to jean valjean that the grating which he had caught sight of under the flagstones might also catch the eye of the soldiery and that everything hung upon this chance they also might descend into that well and search it there was not a minute to be lost he had deposited marius on the ground he picked him up again that is the real word for it placed him on his shoulders once more and set out he plunged resolutely into the gloom the truth is that they were less safe than jean valjean fancied perils of another sort and no less serious were awaiting them perchance after the lightning-charged whirlwind of the combat the cavern of miasmas and traps after chaos the sewer jean valjean had fallen from one circle of hell into another when he had advanced fifty paces he was obliged to halt a problem presented itself the passage terminated in another gut which he encountered across his path there two ways presented themselves which should he take ought he to turn to the left or to the right how was he to find his bearings in that black labyrinth this labyrinth to which we have already called the reader's attention has a clue which is its slope to follow to the slope is to arrive at the river this jean valjean instantly comprehended he said to himself that he was probably in the sewer des halles that if he were to choose the path to the left and follow the slope he would arrive in less than a quarter of an hour at some mouth on the seine between the pont au change and the pont neuf that is to say he would make his appearance in broad daylight on the most densely peopled spot in paris perhaps he would come out on some manhole at the intersection of streets amazement of the passers-by at beholding two bleeding men emerge from the earth at their feet arrival of the police a call to arms of the neighboring post of guards thus they would be seized before they had even got out it would be better to plunge into that labyrinth to confide themselves to that black gloom and to trust to providence for the outcome he ascended the incline and turned to the right when he had turned the angle of the gallery the distant glimmer of an air-hole disappeared the curtain of obscurity fell upon him once more and he became blind again nevertheless he advanced as rapidly as possible marius's two arms were passed round his neck and the former's feet dragged behind him he held both these arms with one hand and groped along the wall with the other marius's cheek touched his and clung there bleeding he felt a warm stream which came from marius trickling down upon him and making its way under his clothes but a humid warmth near his ear which the mouth of the wounded man touched indicated respiration and consequently life the passage along which jean valjean was now proceeding was not so narrow as the first jean valjean walked through it with considerable difficulty 
the rain of the preceding day had not as yet entirely run off and it created a little torrent in the centre of the bottom and he was forced to hug the wall in order not to have his feet in the water thus he proceeded in the gloom he resembled the beings of the night groping in the invisible and lost beneath the earth in veins of shadow still little by little whether it was that the distant air-holes emitted a little wavering light in this opaque gloom or whether his eyes had become accustomed to the obscurity some vague vision returned to him and he began once more to gain a confused idea now of the wall which he touched now of the vault beneath which he was passing the pupil dilates in the dark and the soul dilates in misfortune and ends by finding god there it was not easy to direct his course the line of the sewer re-echoes so to speak the line of the streets which lie above it there were then in paris two thousand two hundred streets let the reader imagine himself beneath that forest of gloomy branches which is called the sewer the system of sewers existing at that epoch placed end to end would have given a length of eleven leagues we have said above that the actual network thanks to the special activity of the last thirty years was no less than sixty leagues in extent jean valjean began by committing a blunder he thought that he was beneath the rue saint-denis and it was a pity that it was not so under the rue saint-denis there is an old stone sewer which dates from louis the thirteenth and which runs straight to the collecting sewer called the grand sewer with but a single elbow on the right on the elevation of the ancient cour des miracles and a single branch the saint martin sewer whose forearms describe a cross but the gut of the petite truanderie the entrance to which was in the vicinity of the corinth wine-shop has never communicated with the sewer of the rue saint-denis it ended at the montmartre sewer and it was in this that jean valjean was entangled there opportunities of losing oneself abound the montmartre sewer is one of the most labyrinthine of the ancient network fortunately jean valjean had left behind him the sewer of the markets whose geometrical plan presents the appearance of a multitude of parrots roosts piled on top of each other but he had before him more than one embarrassing encounter and more than one street corner for they are streets presenting itself in the gloom like an interrogation point first on his left the vast sewer of the platriere a sort of chinese puzzle thrusting out and entangling its chaos of t's and z's under the post-office and under the rotunda of the wheat-market as far as the seine where it terminates in a y secondly on his right the curving corridor of the rue de cadrin with its three teeth which are also blind courts thirdly on his left the branch of the mail complicated almost at its inception with a sort of fork and proceeding from zigzag to zigzag until it ends in the grand crypt of the outlet of the louvre truncated and ramified in every direction and lastly the blind alley of a passage of the rue de janere without counting little ducts here and there 
before reaching the belt sewer which alone could conduct him to some issue sufficiently distant to be safe had jean valjean had any idea of all that we have here pointed out he would speedily have perceived merely by feeling the wall that he was not in the subterranean gallery of the rue saint denis instead of the ancient stone instead of the antique architecture haughty and royal even in the sewer with pavement and string courses of granite and mortar costing eight hundred livres the fathom he would have felt under his hand contemporary cheapness economical expedience porous stone filled with mortar on a concrete foundation which costs two hundred francs the metre and the bourgeois masonry known as petit matériau small stuff but of all this he knew nothing he advanced with anxiety but with calmness seeing nothing knowing nothing buried in chance that is to say engulfed in providence by degrees we will admit a certain horror seized upon him the gloom which enveloped him penetrated his spirit he walked in an enigma this aqueduct of the sewer is formidable it interlaces in a dizzy fashion it is a melancholy thing to be caught in this paris of shadows jean valjean was obliged to find and even to invent his route without seeing it in this unknown every step that he risked might be his last how was he to get out should he find an issue should he find it in time would that colossal subterranean sponge with its stone cavities allow itself to be penetrated and pierced should he there encounter some unexpected knot in the darkness should he arrive at the inextricable and the impassable would marius die there of hemorrhage and he of hunger should they end by both getting lost and by furnishing two skeletons in a nook of that night he did not know he put all these questions to himself without replying to them the intestines of paris form a precipice like the prophet he was in the belly of the monster all at once he had a surprise at the most unforeseen moment and without having ceased to walk in a straight line he perceived that he was no longer ascending the water of the rivulet was beating against his heels instead of meeting him at his toes the sewer was now descending why was he about to arrive suddenly at the seine this danger was a great one but the peril of retreating was still greater he continued to advance it was not towards the seine that he was proceeding the ridge which the soil of paris forms on its right bank empties one of its watersheds into the seine and the other into the grand sewer the crest of this ridge which determines the division of the waters describes a very capricious line the culminating point which is the point of separation of the currents is in the saint evois sewer beyond the rue michel comte in the sewer of the louvre near the boulevards and in the montmartre sewer near the oz it was this culminating point that jean valjean had reached he was directing his course towards the belt sewer he was on the right path but he did not know it 
every time that he encountered a branch he felt of its angles and if he found that the opening which presented itself was smaller than the passage in which he was he did not enter but continued his route rightly judging that every narrower way must needs terminate in a blind alley and could only lead him further from his goal that is to say the outlet thus he avoided the quadruple trap which was set for him in the darkness by the four labyrinths which we have just enumerated at a certain moment he perceived that he was emerging from beneath the paris which was petrified by the uprising where the barricades had suppressed circulation and that he was entering beneath the living and normal paris overhead he suddenly heard a noise as of thunder distant but continuous it was the rumbling of vehicles he had been walking for about half an hour at least according to the calculation which he made in his own mind and he had not yet thought of rest he had merely changed the hand with which he was holding marius the darkness was more profound than ever but its very depth reassured him all at once he saw his shadow in front of him it was outlined on a faint almost indistinct reddish glow which vaguely empurpled the flooring vault underfoot and the vault overhead and gilded to his right and to his left the two viscous walls of the passage stupefied he turned round behind him in the portion of the passage which he had just passed through at a distance which appeared to him immense piercing the dense obscurity flamed a sort of horrible star which had the air of surveying him it was the gloomy star of the police which was rising in the sewer in the rear of that star eight or ten forms were moving about in a confused way black upright indistinct horrible end of book three chapter one